This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Olive Podcast Happy to Host series. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor. And I'm Gerd, Olive's regular columnist and trends expert. This series will be asking some of our favourite food creators how they entertain, from cosy gatherings to feeding a crowd. And we'll be getting plenty of tips and tricks to help raise your hosting game, just in time for the party season. We're delighted to welcome Georgina Hayden to the podcast. Georgina is an award-winning food writer, cook and presenter. You've probably seen her on Saturday Kitchen and Sunday Brunch, where she appears regularly. She's also the author of three books, Stirring Slowly, Taverna and Nistisima, with a new one in the pipeline for next year. Welcome, Georgina. How are you? Oh, I'm so Hi. well. Thanks so much for having me. It's yeah. so good to have you here. It's so nice. Um, Thanks for coming to our podcast today. We're going to be talking all about hosting. And I know it's a bit early, but if we did have a welcome drink for you, what would your ideal one be? Well, first up, it's never too early. (laughs) (laughs) Firm believer with a little Prosecco with brunch. I think we can agree on that. Um, If you had to welcome me with a drink at this time in the day, I would say... Uh, yeah, a Prosecco and Mimosa vibes. Nice. Yes. Although, do you know what? Actually, that's a complete lie because I don't actually like Mimosa. I like Prosecco yeah. with things. Okay. I like a little pomegranate. This is Christmas, right? So yeah. a little pomegranate seed in it, divine. I'm a big fan of a Bloody Mary. Ooh. I do love a Bloody Mary because it's like, well, it's kind of like a meal. It's a breakfast yeah. drink, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's everything in one. How just, much horseradish? How much? Loads. I, okay. Hard. Hit me. Right. And then I want loads <laughs> of celery sauce. Yes. I want loads of Tabasco. Really savoury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Almost hurts your mouth. 
Yeah, but, there's okay. um, a what's it called? Is it it's Soho House basically? Yeah, um, they've got their sort of chain of members clubs, whatever. And I remember going once with a friend who's a member, and they have on a Sunday they have a bloody merry menu. Yeah, I was like, yes, that's that's right. So I will stay here. Thank I you. I think it's like if you get the right if you get the right sort of combination, it yeah. is like a sort of liquid cosh. So however bad you're feeling yeah. the night before, there's something about it. It just takes all of the pain. It away. heals you. Yeah, and also I think because. Um, you know, there's the vitamin C in the tomatoes. Yeah, That's going to be good for you. Yeah. And I am a firm believer, chili on a hangover. Yeah, absolutely. It's an absolute game changer. Yeah. I don't want greasy fry, fry up and hangover. I want mm. chili and spice and yeah. Yeah. Good choice. So can we start by talking about like your hosting style? You know, yeah. are you formal, informal, everyone invited, special <gasps> guests, or is it a mix of everything? I am informal. Everyone invited. <laughs> I've got complete verbal diarrhea. So basically, if I'm organising an event, the chances are, in my head, I'd be like, oh, there's a guest list of eight people. By the time it happens, there'll be like 25. Amazing. I will invite... This has happened last year for my 40th, right? This was really bad. Yeah. So um, I had this really fun party planned for my sort of like closest mates, my 40th. And I hired this lovely little venue near me, whatever. But I just can't keep my mouth shut, right? So if I get on with you, I will invite. I will invite you. And the thing Amazing. is, I then my daughter was, um, you know, she just started primary school, so yeah. I was getting on with some of the school parents, and they're really cool. And I've got to know them more now. Lovely people. But at that point, I didn't know them particularly well. Anyway, I did invite four couples, five couples. And my my friends, my real life friends, all know what I'm like after a few margaritas. You know, I'm on the dance floor. I will not talk to you. I will probably be seeing garage really loud. Whereas these ones were like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, she's quite, she's quite different at the school gates. You know, that's that risk, isn't it? So I will invite everyone. My house, I love having an open house. Yeah. Um, hosting style is... Um, eclectic like I just like I think do as much in advance as possible yeah that is my style have something I used to think having lots of stuff was important actually I've stripped it back now I'm like one really impressive thing yeah and the reality is depending on what it is if it's a if it's a very formal dinner party yeah. different but if you're having a just like a more like a casual party people are there to have a good time yeah, yeah. pre-make the drinks don't be just standing in the kitchen the whole time and just do as much as you can in advance. And I think that is just key. And buy loads of bags of ice. Yeah. <laughs> More than you think. Just fill up the sink with ice. Because that you know, you'll never have too much. That's a good one. What what would you what other things do you want guests? Do you expect guests to bring things? Or do you do you delegate? Um, I've got better at delegating. I am a complete control freak. And to the point where this was the stupidest thing I ever did, I did my own flowers and wedding cake. That was not right. That was, you know, that was not clever. Um, so I've learned to delegate. But I think if you're a guest, just bring alcohol, you know, bring nice alcohol. Okay. You know, yeah. I'm 41 now. We don't need to be going to the corner shop and getting £4.99 <laughs> in Fendale. <laughs> so bring a nice bottle. Um, and yeah, and, you know, if it's if it's a smaller dinner party, then yeah, offer to bring a dish and, you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when people are arriving, do you give them something to eat straight away, or do you do, you do nibbles, or you do, are you just to kind of open a packet and pour it into a bowl, or, or would you actually go and make canapé? Yeah, volavante. <laughs> yeah, I feel I like will you make. Would. I yeah. do. So the last dinner party I had, actually, this one wasn't a free fall because it had to be structured basically. Okay. So this, you will judge me. Okay. okay. The last dinner party I had was a. Um, murder mystery 
Oh, I was gonna ask you a comeback. <laughs> I love it. Do you know what? It was the best night, and my friends will tell you because my we're quite we in our sort of twenties, whatever. We used to love dressing up, right? Yeah. And I remember doing one. My sister's older than me, and I remember when I was a teenager, my sister and her friends doing one, and I'd never done one before. Yeah. And I tagged along as the sort of sulky teenager whatever and I was like this is actually really fun if you have the right group of friends really fun Yeah. and it always stuck with me anyway my mum bought my husband a box for Christmas last year and and I was like you know what let's just do it and it was the best thing ever you get like invites you send them to people they get and I loved it because you have 12 (laughs) characters and then you allocate them to your friends I was really considered who I gave which character to everyone got really into it and the theme was like, I think it was like 1910 on a cruise, on a ship. Wow. So kind of Titanic vibes, right? So then I went, and then I loved it. So I went down this rabbit hole. So I started Googling and like searching what food you was would eat in 1910. Oh, so wow. when they, so it was really, I, lo- I love it. I love a theme. So everyone turns up and they're in character. There's yeah. awards, you know. And so I um, served aviation cocktails. Because that was of the time. Yeah. Don't they I, have like violet through them? Yeah. Oh yes. my gosh. They're so, g- genuinely, so delicious. They describe are what, Describe oh, what Big in Chicago. It's so, yeah, they're yeah. so divine. So it's gin, yeah. lemon, violet liqueur, which you, you think granny, but it's not. A yeah. tiny bit of maraschino, lots and lots of um, lemon juice. Yeah. And yeah, maraschino cherry. It's very Honestly, Titanic. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> decadent. And I just, you know, you feel like you yeah. should have like a, a cigarette holder in one yeah. hand. And <laughs> anyway, and then I had, um, the menu was kind of artistic licensing, but I sort yeah. of did slightly retro so I did deviled eggs. Amazing. So when everyone turned yeah. up, <laughs> and you know what, actually, People love a deviled egg. They're having yes. a, they're having love, a I've seen them everywhere. They're yeah. so having a comeback. I love yeah. a deviled egg. So deviled Did egg. you pipe the oak? Yeah, back yeah. On? Oh, yeah. Oh, pipe a bit of paprika. Amazing, amazing. And then, um, and then for the start, I had vichetoise. Okay. Wow. So apparently delicious. that is like, yeah. I love a vicious one. So I made the vicious one. It's very delicious. And then um, for the main, because of there was like certain requirements, there was uh, some people didn't eat red meat and fish and whatever. So I had to, I could only really cook chicken. So I sort of did a variation on chicken Marbella, that sort of thing. So again, retro vibes. Is that the one with the vinegar? Uh, No, no. uh, Dates, 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 olives. That's it, yeah. 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 Um, Delicious. Did that. And then for pudding, I did profiterole. So I did like a profiterole stack and like really retro. And it was just so fun. It was really fun. I feel like you just went all in though. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Like, I love I was, it. Yeah. It but so you great. had the range then. So you have a kind of informal <clears throat> everyone's invited and then a very strict this is 12 yeah. people. Yeah. And I'm definitely doing it again. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I like an informal. I like a free for um and I just love having an open house because I yeah. grew up, my family had a restaurant. So, and because we were born upstairs, my grandparents lived above the restaurant. So, you know, for the first 13 years of my life, it was like the biggest open house you've ever had. You know, like every celebration, every Christmas, every New Year, Easter, whatever. It was like the most epic open house. Everyone was invited. Yeah. If we were doing Christmas dinner and you had nowhere to go, you would come. Like yeah. it was just one big party all the time. So I kind of grew up with that mentality. So I never, other than the murder mystery party, I don't like the idea of being like, you can't come. Yeah. I'd rather it's it, just. I'd rather it was less precise and yeah. less um, about the way it looks and more um, welcoming. Do you yeah. think that's a very sort of Greek Cypriot thing? Yeah, totally. And, and did you and did you learn a lot from being in the restaurant growing up yeah. about, because you're effectively hosting yeah. all the time. All the time. Yeah. yeah. All the time. And I think <clears throat> it's interesting because my husband's from the north and I love my mother-in-law um, and she's often like the butt of my jokes and stuff because we're just so different. Like they've had the same weekly menu their whole life. Do you know what I mean? It like, blows my mind. And um, <clears throat> she won't eat pasta. That's very, you know, foreign to her. Like really, really like, you know, sort of meat and two veg vibes. Yeah. And I love Heather. But um, 
things that are important for her for dinner while yeah. she's not a very big foodie is like having the food super hot and I do appreciate there's certain meals that you have to have hot like yeah. you don't want a lukewarm roast dinner um, but I think the thing is with a lot of Greek food and Mediterranean food when you're talking about things like meze or um, grazing eating or where yeah. people bring platters mm. to tables and stuff it's it's not so important about having it's the food it's not meant piping, to be like piping, piping. Yeah. even things yeah. like moussaka you, you leave it yeah. don't yes. you leave yeah. it to sit leave it it's Instead like a lasagna of, yeah. half an hour later you cut it's it it'll better. still be piping hot and yeah. it'll be better yeah. and I think that sort of way of eating is so it lends itself so much more to hosting yeah. because if you're doing things like, you know, hosting a roast dinner is stressful because yeah. it should be hot. And and there's certain English dishes. I think it's a real Western mentality. Whereas for us, it's like, oh, well, I'll make the moussaka and it'll be ready, yeah. you know, and I'm not stressed because I've made it an hour before you got there and then you can have it and it'll be delicious. So I just think I've grown up with the sort of the food culture that it's just not very stressful and it's just like a big, you know, it's like heart. Yeah, I'm giving it's all you about my, the heart. Yeah. So and do you... Do you cater for more people that oh, are coming? Well. <laughs> mm. I get the sense. Oh, my goodness. I'm so incapable of catering for the precise number. So I volunteer for this charity called Reengage. They're amazing. They're all over the country. And um, it's for, you know, older people that are lonely. Yeah. Essentially, they're on their own. And the idea is that once a month, someone in the borough where you live will host an afternoon tea. So I'm a host. So I've been doing this for six years and I will host an afternoon tea and then volunteers will pick up um, the people and they'll all come and have an afternoon tea for yeah. a few years. And it's absolutely incredible. It's a fantastic charity and I love working with them. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I um, obviously, you know, you've got, seen 10 or 15 people coming yeah I mean I can't I'm terrible I would always I mean the double and also the older you get what I've learned about people that are older is that they don't eat yeah, as much true. anyway so now I know I still yeah. cater the same but I've always got foil containers okay. and yeah. I send them off with all the leftovers Amazing. but I, I just cannot cater for the right number I yeah. just you know like I made a whole extra like I made double too much cake. Like literally, I was like, do you I think you're? Stopped. Do you think because I I get panicky about there's not going to be enough food yeah. and oh, people gosh. are going to kind of go, we went to Janine's and we didn't really <laughs> we did a tiny bit of this or whatever. I so I always just at the last minute even add an extra dish yeah. or another dish. Oh my and... gosh, totally. It blows my. Go back to my mother-in-law. Sorry, Heather. So my in-laws, my husband's one of three boys, right? So you got. My in-laws and then three sons growing up. And, you know, we're both very working class backgrounds. You know, they're from up north. And you've got three growing lads. So my mother-in-law, when she would cook a dinner, she literally, and she still does this this day, is she's cooked the dinner in the kitchen and she will portion it up yeah. between the five plates. And you're sitting at the table and then she brings you the plate of food. Anyway, this blows my mind. <laughs> I still hate to point what I'm like, I don't understand. You are allocating me. The amount of potatoes. Food, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't actually, yeah. I'm not, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm going to put it out there. I don't, I'm not a roast potato fan. They're not my favourite form of potato. I don't want four potatoes, <laughs> but they're the allocated amount of potatoes. <laughs> the only thing that is communal is the cheese, cauliflower cheese on the table. Yeah. Right. Everything else allocated and portioned. Yeah. And obviously when you've grown up, you know, for them, you know, hardworking, working class family, yeah. and they've got three sons, they don't want to argue. So I get the why she did it. But I just, I cannot deal with that. I'm like, and then and then the potatoes are portioned up. Well, what if someone wants more? But there's no yeah. more. They've cooked just the right amount. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I can't. I get like PTSD yeah. every time I'm there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, what they need more potatoes. Anyway. My, my grandma used to do that, but it was it was Sunday, Sunday lunch. 
Well, like Indian households, you always, regardless, you round up to the nearest 10. Yeah. So if there's two people, you round up to 10. <laughs> if there's 11 people, you round up to, to 20. 20. So I'm used to the fact that there is always this abundance of food and you're like, we really didn't need that much. But also leftovers anyway. and Tupperware to take yeah. away. You know, I've got, I've got lots of Tupperware that's not like my best Tupperware yeah. that I can give to friends, yeah. you know. Always an ice cream container. Yeah. Always. Uh, so you talked a bit about um, moussaka, delicious. Have you got other killer dishes that just never fail? For, Everyone loves. For, for hosting. hosting. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, not necessarily just Greek, but um, think about one dinner party I did that was particularly popular. I think it was New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve. Oh, gosh, honestly, sometimes I really think about, question my logic here. <laughs> we had... We were the first ones to have a kid, to have kids in our friendship circle. So our daughter was one and a half at the time. None of our friends had children. So we were like, obviously, we'll host. I mean, what planet was I on? <laughs> also knowing my friends do not go to bed before 4 a.m. Yeah. ever. So um, that was really clever. So anyway, they all came around for New Year's Eve. Persephone was asleep upstairs. They all left at 4 a.m. 5.55, yeah. Persephone's wide awake. It was like New Year's Day, like the worst New Year's Day of my life. Anyway, so that New Year, I remember I made... Um, an incredible beef coconut stew. So my friend Twee, who is a Vietnamese chef, yeah. Little Viet Kitchen Twee, she's amazing. She'd just written her first book and she does the most incredible slow cooks. It was beef shin and coconut water, loads of star anise and lemongrass, whatever. It's incredible. It's the kind of thing you cook in advance and it's just better with time, you know, even if you did the day before. And I remember doing that and I sort of, cooked off a lot of the liquid and I got lots of baguettes sort of banh mi style yeah. and um, did like some pickle carrot and mouli and stuff on the side had some salad and I just put that on the table and I think things anything like that yeah. like a slow cooked dish something that even if you can make ahead um, you know things like moussaka whatever yeah, yeah. anything that's prepared and a big yeah. um, people just love and I yeah. still think to this day that was one of my most successful ones because Something, you know, when you've got lots of people there and it's less formal, having like the pile of baguettes, it all becomes set dressing. Yeah. You know, that's my sort of food styling head. Um, that's where my food styling head comes into play. Like, does it look nice? Because things like a mosaka looks lovely, but how can I make it look more dramatic? So having a big pan of this slow cooked beef, having the bread rolls, yeah. having the pickles, it's just fun, it's interactive and it's just so delicious. So I think anything like that is always a, a win. I love the idea of turning the food into the setting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Would you totally. rather that than, or are you a kind of table setting yeah, person or do you turn the food into the... Both. Escape. I do love my... So one of my walls in my kitchen is just a huge four-door glass floor-to-ceiling cabinet oh, of wow. all my crockery yeah. and linen. So I do love it, especially as an ex sort of food... Well, not ex, but as a food prop stylist. Like I just love collecting stuff. So I do love what they you know tablescaping yeah. what it's called I do love it um, but I do think um, turn the food also into the setting so whilst I might do your plate and your linen or whatever in the middle um, things like using so Christmas time now I've got candle holders very nice but I will use a, a massive platter of clementines and put the candles oh, in them lovely, yeah. pretty or um have a cake stand with seasonal fruits on there as well. Just to add, it just, I think it all adds, and I'm all about yeah. height and textures and stuff like that. So I think, you know, make the food dramatic for sure. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and
and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. What do you think of the like tablescaping trend? Because it's really taken off. Do you think it makes people feel a little bit like under that they're underperforming if they're not sort of dressing their tables massively and oh it's a hard one isn't it because I've heard like my you know my house is a very sort of average three beds I mean it's not you know anything particularly fancy but my kitchen is my pride and joy and that's where I spend all my time so I love the way my kitchen looks but I saw I remember seeing something on social media about the anti- posh kitchen trend about you know uh basically let's highlight and celebrate the four mica kitchens and all the <laughs> the sort of you know 80s style you know oh, great and i'd say it's called the frankfurt kitchen yeah that iconic is it? it's called the frankfurt kitchen which is like this iconic minimal 80s kitchen that's had like a revival yeah like, this is the kitchen <laughs> this is kitchen. yeah but it's that sort of thing of like let's make the mundane you know yeah. i think that people do feel a certain pressure but at the same time um you know Tablescaping. I just I think it's something that you don't need to have money, yeah, and nice. I think it's a nice way of being creative. And I think it was the kind of I mean it's been going on for ages. But I think post lockdown when we weren't going out mm. and we were having to make the best out of a bad situation. You know, you're often at home, uh, just maybe you and your own or a couple of you, whatever. Yeah. And it was just a way of being celebratory, but you weren't able mm. to go anywhere. And I think if you know if that's kind of stuck, it is a nice thing to do. You were talking about a theme before, and you can also bring that into like atmosphere theming like mm. with the music with totally. low lighting with candles totally love a playlist is very important before you have dinner party yeah um so i'll always give a th- give thought to the music what's your go-to so what's your go-to year round and then your go-to for christmas Oh, well, Christmas, I'm full cheese. Just go cheese. Michael Buble? Yeah. Do you know what, Michael? Yeah, bit of Buble, <laughs> bit of boobs. And, but also just, I mean, um, the the Christmas yeah. now. Yeah. Now, Got that's you. what I call Christmas. Yeah. I, I okay. want it all. I want Mariah. All, all the yes. I want Wham. I just yes. want the hits. Okay. I've got no, I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's for Christmas. Um, year round, I have to say, my other half is very into his playlist. So we have a range. We have summer ones. We have winter ones. Oh, wow, like, that's great. He really likes that. So we add to them all year round. And then if it's kids as well. Yeah. i tell you what I do with my girls. Sorry, I'm going off a tangent here. <laughs> we, um, we, uh, so I'm trying to get their palettes a bit better. Yeah. My eldest is good. Classic older child. Classic younger child. The little one is terrible, right? So once a week, if we can, I will cook something new for them. And depending which country it's from, we'll read about it. And then I will put a play, I'll go on Spotify because mm. we've got a Sonos system in our kitchen. And I'll be like, I will find some classical music from that country. Oh, that's so, so cool. you know, we've done, I got them to make their own sushi one day. You just get a sushi making yeah, kit from yeah, the yeah, supermarket. Yeah. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not a thing fancy, but, and they make it look like a complete car crash, but it's cute, right? <laughs> and they're having a nice time and we'll listen to some music. And yeah. it's just that thing of, you know, so I think music's really important. Um, and then with table dressings, like, at the moment, the big one's really into cutting out snowflakes from oh, so, pieces yeah, of paper. So Again, cute. that's not expensive. It's nice to get yeah. them involved as and well, it's, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, or sticking like, you know, if you don't have things like um, candlesticks, you know, like getting just a church candle yeah. and just yeah. putting it in a piece of fruit, whatever. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have so, to be super fancy. Yeah. yeah. I think I love a paper tablecloth as well. I've, I've got a lot of love mm. for paper tablecloth. Yeah. And then it's just great. Yeah, scrunch up and yeah. recycle. Okay, so on to a, a fantasy question. If you had a fantasy dinner party, which guests would you invite, dead or alive? Gosh, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> I 
Do you invite people that you just absolutely love? Yeah. Or do you invite people that you just have a really good time yeah. with? I kind of feel like, you know, like I'm a massive, I adore Amy Winehouse. Yeah. yeah. I was a big fan, you know. I think she's great. But also, actually, I think she would be really good crack. I think she'd be hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how much she would eat, but, you know, she'd probably be a good laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, and then there's people like, you know, my family, big into, we, we grew up only listening to the Beatles and Elvis. So yeah. yeah. Then is it, you go into the likes of John Lennon and yeah, Elvis I, Presley. Yeah, but John Lennon would be one of mine. I would sure. say John Lennon, actually. <laughs> yeah. I would go, I mean, it's a random mix. Yeah. Uh, me... John Lennon. No, no. <laughs> do you have any like food heroes that you? Uh, do you know what? I would love it if I was really lucky. I did have. Um, I did a bit of work with Angela Hartner and Nick Grimshaw, and yeah. that was. But they are so great. I think yeah, together, yeah. that's yeah. like something like that. I don't know. Or who? Who would you have a food hero? Uh, I have had dinner with Claudia Roden a few times oh, wow. and she's great to have yeah. dinner also really great at a good old drinking game she's is she? Great. yeah she's great um, oh I don't know Anthony Bourdain okay oh yeah. yeah amazing John Lennon yeah Amy Winehouse I've gone for all dead that's people no. <laughs> that's fine I love that is that alright yeah, I, I think that would be yeah. a good dinner that's I think that would be quite fun I think that's quite oh, a good really balance fun. actually yeah yeah um, let's go with that we also want to know about with all of your experience and um, you know everything you know, do you still have any dinner party disaster stories that you can share? Gosh, dinner party disaster stories. Um, not dinner party. Um, I mean, other than deciding to make my own five-tier wedding cake, yeah. which is kind That's... of a bit world's biggest dinner party. Yeah. Having 240 <laughs> people at your <laughs> wedding is possibly the biggest dinner party you'll ever host. Um, I would never ever suggest you make your own wedding cake that that's a disaster um and then also i don't know i was on another planet i was convinced i'd have time on the day to put the flowers in it i don't know what planet i was on um but other than that not so much dinner party but when i used to so i worked for jamie oliver for 12 years and i was his food stylist so i did all his um food tv books and whatever and i had oh my gosh i never forget this (laughs) there was a few disasters on the shoots one that really springs to mind is we were on set um, we were filming it was really late in the evening we'd been working all day yeah and i was i was maining i was heading the shoot and i was convinced i was convinced he told me to put coconut milk in a kettle i he was like i had to heat up the coconut milk and I was convinced he told me to put it in the kettle. I mean, regardless, I mean, I should have questioned the man. He yeah. didn't. <laughs> I clearly heard That's it amazing. wrong. Um, and so I was like, he's he's getting me to put it in the kettle. And it went against <clears throat> everything I thought yeah. would be correct. And obviously, the boiling point of coconut milk is very different to water. Yeah. So that exploded. Oh, that was ouch. great. And that's just pure coconuts, quite fatty. Yeah, really fatty. Wow. So that Ooh, was um, that was pretty stupid. Okay. Um, yeah, few a few of those sort of situations on shoots over the year. Okay. Yes, I think when you're doing photo shoots, because like doing, you know, if I was doing a Christmas ad, yeah. or an Easter ad, I remember doing an Easter ad for Sainsbury's one year. I spent two days in a trailer in Battersea Park, and I yeah. cooked two hundred joints of meat. You become very quickly, you become very good at doing dinner parties. Right. Doing a dinner yeah. party is a walk in the park. So most of my accidents are on probably sets rather yeah. than in yeah. my own kitchen. Do you have any like the opposite? Do you have any like 
go-to cheats, go-to hacks. I've got one that's from one of your books. Really? Oh, God, tell me. Well, it's not even a cheat. It's just a genius recipe, oh, which is your sort of Hasselbacked halloumi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you ever done Show oh. Jesus Hasselbacked halloumi? It is so... It's Bless just you. my kind of go-to entertaining thing because people go, wow, yeah. what an amazing idea. Oh, Have thanks. you got any other kind of so cheats or hacks or ingredients that you think are just like hosting... Hosting... Gold. Cold gold. Well, I think my hosting... Things would be, you know, making stuff in advance. Yeah. Um, and other things would be, yeah, the Hasbak Halomi is such a good idea. Um, I think you can never go, I think pudding always, or desserts always stress people out quite yeah. a lot. Um, cheat. I think, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'd say I'm a really keen baker. Like, I love baking. It calms me down. I'm clearly quite a chatterbox. But when I'm baking, I'm very calm. I love it. I find it therapeutic. But I know for a lot of people, it's the stressful part of a dinner party. I think all else fails. Eaten mess is always a great idea and it's seasonal. So like my family is super fussy at Christmas. They can never decide on a pudding. I'll do a massive meringue. I'll top it with lots of lovely cream and I'll poach some fruit. But even if that stresses you out, shop-bought meringues, yeah. just get some really nice quality ingredients, some nice cream, a bit of vanilla, some seasonal fruit, whatever it is, whether you poach it or not. Yeah. And, you know, that is... People love a pudding like that. Don't stress yourself out. Just keep it as basic as possible. And something like an eat a mess yeah. or seasonal variation of is just such a great pudding. And I think it looks so decadent and you can make it look so beautiful, yeah. like a big glass bowl, garnish it, go fest, you know, yeah. whatever. Like put a sparkles. Jeremy Lee special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just go for sparklers. it. Go for it. Like sparklers, <laughs> Turkish delight on there, if that's your yeah, eye, yeah, roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go mad. And I think with just three or four ingredients, you've got something that's very beautiful. So I think if pudding stresses you out, I would always just say to someone, just yeah. go down that route. And I think cheating is okay. It's yeah. not cheating even cheating. It's just, it's just shortcut. Shortcuts yeah. are there to make our lives. Listen, but also, actually, people don't think often about the fact that seasonality in itself is a shortcut. Totally. Because as, if you eat it's and ready. you do things seasonally, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's in abundance. That's yeah. definitely yeah. going to taste good. You're not worrying about 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. 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 Completely. So finally, as we've, as we've mentioned, we are coming up to Christmas. Can yeah. you tell us sort of a bit about Christmas round yours? What do you do? Who comes? How long does it go on for? Does it go on for longer than two and what days? what are you eating? And what are you eating? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I love Christmas. Yeah. I'm, I go full on. I'm already prepared. I just adore it. I just think it's my favourite, <laughs> favourite time of year. And especially now with little kids as well, you sort of like, regardless of the children, you don't have to have kids to enjoy it, but it's really fun at the moment seeing it through their eyes as well. Like, I just have newfound love all the time. I just love it. So Christmas dinner in our house. So I host. So, well, I'll start by saying we alternate each year. So one year we'll be up north and then one year we'll be down south. And when we're in London with my family, because they're all in London, yeah. um, I will host it because I've got oh, okay. a sort of bigger um, kitchen dining room area. Um, it can depend with numbers. It's always my uh, parents, sister, granny, cousin, aunt, you know, whatever. So there's always at least like 12. It can be more. Um, I remember when my daughter was born. This, again, honestly, I don't know what's wrong with me. I sign up for this stuff. She was six months old. I was like, well, everyone just come over, including Pete's family, including <laughs> Pete's family. So there was like 20 of us. That was really fun. Um, but I just love it. And I will... Um, so my family have got different requirements. Quite a lot of them are pescatarian. Okay. I don't really... I, and I can cook turkey very well. Um, I enjoy turkey. It's okay, but it's not my favourite. Yeah. And we don't have many meat eaters. So what we do is we do a whole salmon. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. So I'll do like a glazed roasted side of salmon. Um, and then... What I do, are you glazing it with? So um, at the moment, 
my sort of honey, well, honey or maple mustard vibes, mm. almost like how you would do nice, a ham. Like a ham, yeah. 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 Nice. Um, so that's sort of my favourite thing to do. And actually, I have started delegating that to my mum because she can do that at home and Ed, bring that with yeah. her. So that my mum will be on the salmon. I will do cockerel. I because yeah. we, we don't have many meat eaters. Turkeys. Um, it just goes to waste yeah. and actually I prefer a cockerel I think yeah, it's much it tastier with an amazing butch down the road and he'll always get me a really big so a big cockerel can be like four yeah, kilos big, yeah. you know right. four and a half kilos so right. that's to me I'd rather eat that mm. and everyone's like what does cockerel taste like I'm like it literally tastes like roast chicken crisps Yeah, it just is so delicious mm. so I'll do cockerel and a, and a salmon um, and then I will do every side there are pigs in blankets there's cranberry sauce there's bread sauce there's roast potatoes carrots parsnips there's <laughs> the lot I, the red cabbage red cabbage is my favourite yeah. thing in the world so I will make three four times the amount and I'll just eat that for the entire week do you week. do it with spices spices sort of, yeah. so up until recently because she's not been too well my auntie I do delegate I do delegate so my auntie would do the red cabbage because mm. she's not much of a cook so she just shoves everything in a pan and that's her done so red cabbage my sister who is also not much of a cook will do the sauces oh brilliant and she'll so, make a yeah. right old meal of it I'm sorry Lulu but honestly <laughs> Christ the woman I'm like I gave you two things man and you can do them in advance there's a bread yeah. sauce and a cranberry sauce yeah. like She'll turn up on Christmas Day, and you know there's Looking people that like, turn up, and she's like, um, "Can I, can I just have one of the um, gas rings?" No, you can't. There's five, and they're all allocated yeah. to the actual food I'm serving. Yeah. I just need to. You should have, you should have yeah. made this yesterday, babes. Right. It's, it's too late. It's too late now. So Lulu will do the bread and cranberry. My aunt does the cabbage. My mom does the salmon. My granny, my yaya, will turn up with some random Greek thing. <laughs> she normally a cuttlefish stevado. Okay. I mean, that's not on theme yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not the vibe <laughs> anyway there'll be some hummus thrown in and some tzatziki somewhere and then um, and then everything else so yeah. I'll do the cockerel yeah all the sides I just love it stuffing I love it stuffing but we have to do two types of stuffing okay. so there'll be the paxo right for the veggies and my dad who is believes everything should come out of a packet so there'll be paxo <laughs> for my dad and my sister and then there will be a proper sausage stuffing and my, right. my cousin Cassie will do this proper sausage stuffing yeah. um, and then yeah. And what time, what time do you eat? This is a funny one because I feel like, you know, in the, in the UK, people eat quite early. Whereas I'm, for me, it's more like a Sunday dinner. So I, I like to eat between sort of like around three, four. Yeah, we yeah. have three o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And also because we'll go to, if we're in London, and we'll go to church in the morning yeah. and then we'll open our presents. And I don't want to rush all that. And You know, whereas if you're eating at one... How are you achieving anything before yeah. that without getting the kids to open? You know, or even if there isn't children, like how are you? So I think personally, we will have like a late breakfast, um, normally like scrambled eggs and smoked salmon or something. Yeah, and then and then the dinner. I do all of the prep the day before. So when you're because because of doing like lots of ads and stuff, there's pretty much not much you can't do. The even like peeling the potatoes, par cooking them, dressing them, and then chilling them in the roasting tray. Yeah, and then like ready. everything's ready yeah. to go. Yeah. So um, yeah, not about three, four, and then just graze all evening. Love it. Fantastic. I love Christmas Day. <laughs> I just honestly, I love it. But we're up north this year, but yeah. I do help my mother-in-law now. Yeah, so you'll do that. And then are you doing anything fancy with? leftovers or are you just one for diving in and going again <laughs> I do do you know what I do enjoy a butty yeah I do enjoy doing the whole thing and then dipping it in the gravy or whatever I do quite like that I can probably to be honest I can only really do like a day of leftovers before I just want to like Get to shoot bitch. myself I'm yeah. like I'm done yeah. I need some spice I need a broth I need something that yeah. isn't um, 
I enjoy the whole, um, I enjoy everything around Christmas Day and the, you know, and all the pomp and circumstance around it. But I think once that's done, I've checked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, by the 27th, right, I'm, I'm like, done. I want my I'm fur. I want a ramen. Yeah. Yeah. I've okay. moved on from there. I love it. So we're doing Christmas Day with my family on the 28th this year, once right. we're back from the north. So doing it And twice. I've already prepared them. I'm like, are we... Do we want to be having a whole Christmas? Christmas dinner? Because actually, I I just don't know if I want to. Yeah. So it's up to you guys. If you want think, to, I'll do it. But I mean, yeah, I, I think know. if you're hosting, you can twist it a bit. But yeah, that's yeah. a brilliant one to end on. Thanks so much, Georgina. Oh, thank um, you. So people have got to look out for your book coming out, your new book coming out next year. Yes. And um, and where can they find out what you're doing online? Where, where's best to connect with you? So um, on Instagram, yep. Georgina Hayden. Um, and I'll be talking more about book and projects for next year on there. Um, and that's kind of it. I'm not yeah. very prevalent otherwise online yeah. but I sort of just announced your Instagram's great though but definitely like worth a, checking out someone said to me on a podcast that once it is just like a stream of just consciousness it's just like <laughs> there's not much uh, you know I would just post whatever's in my those mind those are the best kinds of Instagram as far so. as I'm yeah. concerned yeah. including the fact that I was late today because I made you a cake you and then I which was, we're going to dive into and I was posting on wait. Instagram I was like you know my priorities are <laughs> anyway yeah. if I had one tip it's to go and find your spun, I can't say it's spun, oh, spun a spanner which I made yeah. That's my that's my George Honest, Georgie oh, amazing recipe so and it's on your recipes. Instagram with instructions it and it, it's no fail. Thank Make you Janine. that one. That's yeah, right. that's a good make ahead dish. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, perfect. perfect. I forgot Thank to you. mention that one before because you jumped in with me. I your did. But the halloumi we just got to do. Yeah. Did it together. Thank you perfect. so much again for coming. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.